We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Greg, have you tried changing your downswing in your many years of golfing? I've tried everything, mate, but I've certainly <laughs> tried. Um, I've certainly <laughs> tried the downswing, and I've actually had a bit of success here. I, uh, oh, I've, I've, your I've successful few, downswing I've changer. I've got oh, a I like few nuggets. nuggets. Yes. People like nuggets. Lou, you've got nuggets always. Downswing. <laughs> you must be more, constantly tinkering with your downswing. I, aren't I have you? more than more than one nugget. I have def, I've made big downswing changes, and um, I have a lot to share. I have more nuggets than Greg on this. Oh, <laughs> but whose nuggets have got the most gold in them? We can all have nuggets. If they haven't got yeah. gold, they're useless. You might have yeah. bronze nuggets, Lou. We don't. No one wants bronze ones. Yeah, coal. They, they might be made out of coal. <laughs> coal nugget. Um, and downswing, something I've always played with in my golf swing, but we'll talk about how you actually go about changing your downswing because it's often not as simple as people think and sometimes can be. Because obviously, guys, I mean, for me, any impact change is a change of a downswing if it's intentional or not. Meaning if I change someone's grip and it changes how they deliver the club, in effect, I've changed their downswing, haven't I? Does, yes, does that correct. make sense? So yes. if you do make a functional change to impact, then in theory you have changed the downswing um, because that club must have been different leading into impact and then when it was captured and measured. Is that fair to say? Yeah, so you, what you're basically saying is that there's other areas of the game other than focusing on directly the downswing. You could focus on the lower body in some way or even uh, shoulder tilt in some Back way. Swing. Want, yes, there's yeah, there's different ways to go about this that'll have an can have an effect on your downswing, um, and you don't have to. Which is the wonderful thing about the game. Sometimes you don't have to, you know, get one area right to affect the other area. You can actually just fix it with just a you know a tweak here or there in in uh, in certain parts. So I don't yeah, know, absolutely. Sounds, sounds a bit so so yeah. a question. Uh, you're right though, Greg. A question on the question. How both of you, so Lou, I'll ask you first, and same for you, Greg, after Lou's answer. Um, how much of you, in, in an effort to change your downswing, have you changed it in downswing thoughts? So not a backswing or setup for, I mean, you think as soon as that club starts changing direction, you've got something going on in your head. Lou, is that a way you've tried changing a backswing or do change the backswing now or not? Um, I've changed the backswing mostly or the downswing mostly through some backswing changes, getting yeah. me into a better spot. And the only time I have thoughts on what I'm trying to do, or at least what I, what I, what I try to do is when I'm doing exaggerated moves before I hit a golf ball. 
And then I'm trying to have a feel. I'm not necessarily thinking about positions. So I try to avoid thinking about positions as much as I can. For me, that's just a death spiral. As soon as I start thinking about, you know, wrist <laughs> angles here, you know, hands here, shoulder, as soon as I bring that into the play, I'm, I, I'm hitting them off the hosel. They're going everywhere. Oh, really? Just, that's interesting. Oh, it's a bad situation for Come me. Come on, let's talk about that more because there's lots of people listening <laughs> who will be feeling the same. So you're, what you're saying is you need, as I understand from what you said prior to this pod in other pods, you need more of an outcome idea change to then influence stuff. Is that what you mean? Or are you saying if it is purely just a downswing for that's when the JR for sockets start oh. coming in? <laughs> the shank in the tank. <laughs> the the shank in the tank. Does that make sense? Does that make when, sense? Like, when what, I start what? thinking about body positions, hand positions, when Back I think swing about and downswing? anything, right. doesn't matter, whatever in the swing, that's when things go really belly up for me. So yeah. I, I have to work extremely hard when I'm hitting a golf ball to not think of those things, yeah. keep them out of my mind. Because if I do, it, it's just a, it's just a mess. So I allow myself to do that without a ball in slow motion, doing exaggerated feels. Um, but I, I try to avoid it as much as possible when swinging. And when I'm on, a, on the course and playing, uh, my worst rounds are when when those thoughts start to creep in. When I start to think, ah, you know, your hands got to get a little higher. You know, your wrists have to do this differently. You know, you got to get more into your left heel. Uh, all of those things are are bad news for me. Okay, that's interesting. So you're what is known in the coaching world as a delicate flower. <laughs> I, I'm known as that in every world, <laughs> not just the coaching world. Not the image I had in mind. Lose what, well, he is. He's one of those lessons that you just say to him, well, just, just turn your lead foot out a few, you know, millimeters, and then they start shanking it. You think, oh, my word. Like, that was literally just to try and maybe stop you whinging about your lead knee, and now you're shanking it. Like, uh, yeah. Now, what else can I say? Because that was the tiniest change, and you've just fallen apart. Like, and like then it's your fault cards. at that point. It's your exactly. fault at that it's, point. It's a finely tuned machine, Mark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the oil has to be really precise yeah. going in. And Greg, for you, specific downswing thoughts that you've had, or are you influencing it before the downswing happens? I've done both. Yeah. Um, my specific, I, I was really struggling for a long time in my career. I was very, um, clean, picky, you know, thin strike. I never took a divot and I just got so frustrated with the lack of compression that eventually I went to no golf ball. I would start my practice session with just 50 divots. I have to take 50 divots before I can start hitting a ball. What? And it, yeah, Seriously. And it's, I mean, it's so satisfying. You should give it a try, yeah. Greenkeepers uh, are literally wincing around everywhere yeah, now, yeah, aren't they? That's 50 before he well, starts hitting the, it. The funny, the funny thing was the one time I, I was going through this period, because this went on for quite a while, like I'm talking a year at least, right? And uh, one time I was on the range and Tim Wilkinson's a, a New Zealand uh, pro on the tour and I'm taking these divots and he, he told me afterwards, he said to his caddy, Greg's no chance this week. And that was the week I won. Ah, <laughs> I said, dude, you don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, a secret. Wait, I gotta ask. So, what do you mean you just take divots? Do you do you draw a line and you try to hit a certain point? Or a, you're just wailing no, away have, at the ground. I have it. I have it. I try. I draw it. Like I imagine where the ball is, and yeah. then I try and just crush a divot through there. 
And it is, I'll tell you, it's real. It's it's frustrating because you can take that divot and then put the ball down, and that ball awareness changes everything. And then you don't do it. And it just took me ages to get my. I couldn't find another. I tried every kind of other drill: tease, knock a tee out of the ground, put something behind the ball, put something in front of the ball. I tried everything, and I just couldn't get compression. I just couldn't get that thing down in the ground with my irons. And so that's what I did for a period of time. And um, I think some of it, to be honest with you, might have been mobility based. You know, well, not that we want to get into that, but I just didn't move the club very well yeah. uh, coming huh. into impacts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, that that's is interesting. Fa- that is absolutely fascinating. Um, yeah. I, I may have take fixed deep... one mistake with another mistake, but I think I got yeah. it eventually. Right? <laughs> do you take deep divots with that, or are you just trying to take shallow divots? What, uh, what are you trying to a, do? Just a dollar note. About normal, half yeah. Down. yeah. Yeah, normal yeah. divot. <laughs> Unbelievable. I could not do that. When when you see my divots, uh, you'll if fill, I get a couple, you'll fill it, aren't they? Oh, uh, you, like one guy walked by and he said, "You're going to plant some corn in there." What are you New York strips? That New York strips on that one. Give it the full Mark McCumber. <laughs> yeah, wow. He, yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> big divots and big hat, Mark McCumber. Always had did the he take hat, s- didn't he? Mark McCumber was the very first pro I saw hit a golf ball uh, at oh, really? Glen Abbey in 1992, 93, somewhere around there. Is that um, another Glen Abbey story? Did you? Did yeah, you his life first well? time. What, what was that really down? <laughs> what was the really downhill par four with the water in front of it that daily like put it in the water 11. practically? 11. 11. So 11 is kind of right where you walk in by the entrance. And I walked down and he was on the tee. And the very first tee shot I saw was him. And he hit, a, I mean, I'm going to call it a cut, but it was a big slice. Yeah, yeah. Like he hit yeah. a huge giant slice. I made like, a lot of money on that. I'm slice. like, I can yeah. hit a ball like that. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. not sure you can, Lou, but yeah, <laughs> no, nice. <laughs> I like it when people say that. I can do that. Mm, <laughs> not sure you can. No, I can. <laughs> I got Once. that shot. <laughs> Once. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, for me, when I think of students, whenever I'm trying to change a downswing action, I'm always trying to unravel it before we get to them having to think of a downswing fall. Because downswing, when Lou talks about falling apart with position-based ideas, you have to be a certain level of practice, coordination, whatever we want to call it, to be getting into the nuances of changing a downswing and like putting a fall in in that minuscule time that you've got. Otherwise, often what you do see is you do see crashes you, you see people crashing and i have students come to me saying i'm trying to do this in the downswing with a bit of this and a bit of that and i just think wowzers three things in right. that amount of time mm. let's let's see how that goes yeah, uh, and I, it generally doesn't work that well i mean no. there's exceptions there's exceptions there are some people who do have downswing faults and you know that it produces a better action so um but as a general rule i'm always trying to that's my last card in my coach's handbook that i'm pulling if that makes sense yeah, like, yeah. so not, all the, all the amateurs out there it. like me are going to be wondering you you read about this you see this you hear about it so much shallowing in the downswing yeah so 
give us the overview on what that means and um, is it important? Is it something we should think about? Yeah, for the 99% of golfers, it's really important because 99% of golfers who struggle, that's not a, a, that's not statistically correct, that state, that's that. But a lot of golfers, um, if you imagine you're, if you look down the line at a golf swing, your swing, someone else's swing, the hands will take a path. They'll go, if you draw a line from the, their top position down into impact, there's a certain angle that they come down on, on 2D space, like just a straight line. When the center of mass of the club, and it's not the club head, but let's call it the club head, gets above that line. So when the head is above that hand path line, oh, you've got to be Phil Mickelson coordinated or the world is a very inconsistent golf place to live. Mm -hmm. So shallowing that club means trying to get that center of mass, which is think of the club head. It's not. It's it's a floating part between the club head and the grip, but that's a different pod coming below that hand path subject to that hand path being anywhere sensible so shallowing the club on the downswing is something that's when i was teaching full-time it was bread and butter stuff you would do with students because you can transform the way they hit the ball if you change the relationship between the hand path and the center of mass of the club like completely change the way they strike the ball um, so yeah, it, it's, there's some definite strong relevance that that's things people should be thinking about, but often again, that movement is in there and encouraged from what's happened at the beginning through to the backswing. It, it very rarely do you get people who just stand the club up. Let's call that the opposite, the shallowing it when they've made a backswing that looks functional to laying the shaft down or flattening it on the way down. If you like. So again it's often what comes before the biggest thing when you teach golf long enough and like when i use my swing catalyst force plates it's comedy when you you've got i've got three forces that it's showing me shows me more but i've got three predominant forces that it showed me so think about moving like from left to right think about jumping and then think about kind of jumping up and spinning on the on the spot as kind of three forces that you might use to move any of the graphs in on that system you, I mean, I have done stuff before I start swinging to move those graphs on the downswing. I don't know before if that makes you start sense. Swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D D Lou, does that make sense? What I've just said or not? The, the, the listeners following or not? So no, they're let's not pretend, following. So let's pretend I need to jump before I hit the ball. So when I hit the ball, I need to be in the air with both feet. Let's just pretend that's something I need to achieve. For that to happen... I can't just do it on the downswing because I jump after the ball. It's, it's gone. It's happened. I have to do stuff before the club is even moving back to make that jump happen in time for it to be useful. Right. It is insane. It makes you look back at lots of your lessons you've done over the years without this tech thinking, cool, wow, yeah, I've asked people to try and do X, Y, or Z. They were never going to do that. I, I thought they would have. I thought I was doing it. But when you measure it, it's like, whoa, Like I am having to do stuff before the club moves to influence that pattern on the way down. Are you are you talking about, uh, you're talking about weight shift in the lower half? Are you talking about? So if you look at my graphs on the downswing now, think Kyle Berkshire, yeah. think that step in move. Right. I start from 100% pressure on my lead foot on yeah, my so, backswing now. Yeah. I used to be starting pretty static. Can you play like that? 100%. It's 
the only you, way to like hit it. I like that if it really mattered to you, because I know you don't yeah, play yeah, a I lot. Do, yeah, it yeah. does. Okay. Honestly, I, I 100%. And also, I start with my hips without measuring them. Let's say my pelvis. I reckon my pelvis is nearly 35 degrees open when I start my goal swing. It wouldn't be there if you just looked at me. Right. But if, when you look closely, I'm going lead foot, trail foot, lead foot, trail foot, like rocking, and... I'm going like this. They can see me. Think about my hips and shoulders going towards the ball and back from the ball, towards the ball, back from the ball. So I'm like opening and closing, opening and closing my hips and shoulders, literally rocking lead foot, trail foot. And when I start, I'm starting open because I want to pull back with explosion. So if I start square, I can't pull back with any explosion. I can't make these forces come out earlier. Right. just can't do it because I spend – most of my backswing, a bit of my downswing, just getting the forces into position. But I need to preload them. Right. It's honestly, it is hilarious. Where I is did it, this, is this with another because, coach, and when we looked at it, it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all. It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Do you do this because uh, do you so do you do this because you're trying to overcome your slow swing speed? Is that what this is supposed <laughs> yeah. to help? That's, yeah, it, that's one of the reasons. But the other reason, believe it or not, is is it's actually improves my strike because when I get my forces out at the right time, my whole strike of the golf ball, something with irons chase. Like anyone who's played with me for a while and anyone who's played with me when I was younger and they see me hit the ball now, they giggle. They're like, oh my, like, because I was the world's best sclaffer. Like what I would the, just. What does that mean? Sclaff it. Just Greg knows very much what I mean. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just sclaffing it about. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like. Thin iron, short right, you know, slightly healy one, short right. Yeah, you hit on a three part. No, oh, I've chipped that so the two foot. That's a birdie. <laughs> and you would come off thinking, we hadn't done anything. No, I've kind of hit it pretty average, but it went very much within where I'm trying to hit it. And it just repeats. Uh, where now, if I hit the ball, people are like, whoa, that's a different sound. That's a different flight. They're different clubs you're hitting. Honestly, when you start measuring the downswing, it's almost comedy to think that we can influence it from the top of the backswing going into the downswing. Like it's all like if aliens landed tomorrow and could measure and saw what we were thinking, they would go, that's just ridiculous. Like that they've, they've got 0.2 of a second to process that thought and get it onto that club. That's moving at X miles an hour. That ain't happening. Mm. (laughs) It's so honestly, it's funny. So I'm not saying stop your downswing thoughts, if they work, keep use them. I still have downswing thoughts, but when I measure them, they don't always come out like I think they do. And if I really want to influence what happens on the way down, for me, it's actually happening before I even start the swing. It's so funny. It's just amazing. Mark, do you think in your teaching experience that quite often amateurs, they get the rotation part with the upper body but the side bend part, like it took me a long, we're talking about flattening the shaft a little bit. We're talking about downswing moves, the yeah. side bend piece of it, it. Like even myself, I was, I took me a long time to understand it. I, I did it, 
but I yeah. didn't understand the effect it was having and how important it was to compress the ball. Do a, did you see that? A lot of amateurs, just their side bend piece, was they didn't get that idea into so, impact? Yeah, so if we're talking side benders, let's say trail shoulder lower than lead mm-hmm. shoulder, that kind of idea, and then you're rotating. Coming, well. yes. Um, yeah, what I see is the reason that gets unstuck for people on the way down is because of the order that things happen on the way back. So what tilts, bends, side bends, that terminology has all changed a little bit now, but that's how I used to read it on the 3D graphs. Um, Their relationship between how they rotate their hips, tilt their hips, rotate their shoulders, tilt their shoulders, and side bend them. They would get it so wrong on the way back that you would never get the order right on the way down. So I do see people getting that wrong, but I see it again. It's always, whatever you see, I always say to students, whatever you see on your camera, in your launch monitor, you know, that frozen moment, that freeze frame on a camera, that launch impact position, that is happening from the moment you even begin to think that you're going to hit a goal shot. So that is that almost that process has already happened for me now, hitting shots tomorrow. And I know that sounds mental, but because I've already got a perception of what I want to achieve when I hit a tee shot off the first tomorrow. It's already in my head because I've played golf. And if that perception is wrong, I'm already getting it wrong tomorrow. Does, does that make any sense, Lou? You, you that doesn't sound that that does that make it's so basically my intention tomorrow when I go to that first tee is to turn my upper body towards the target and my lower body to just like go from below me away from the target while I'm just hitting a big old cut off that first tee. No matter what video I watch on YouTube tonight, no matter what Instagram tip I watch tonight, that shot's coming out from that movement pad. So it's whatever you see, it's what went before it to get you in that position is the bit that always needs unpicking, which again is why downswing changes, they're my last card. If If I'm doing a downswing change, I'm literally thinking this person can't change. Like they've moved like this for a long time. They practice once a month. Like I can't, there's no point me telling them the same thing over and over again. If they can't change it, I've got to make them better. We're going to have to go with a downswing fort and see if we can shift anything. Um, so it's, it's an interesting one. You it's what precedes it is why you see what comes out. Think about chicken wing. That's a good one that lots of the audience will understand chicken wing on the way through lead arm kind of collapsing and bending forwards that people talk about that movement that's happening from before you move the club before you move the club that intention to make that movement will be encouraged in a setup in what they're doing with their grip in what they feel they're going to do as soon as they move that club so their intention to take the club away is making that come out what people do is they see a chicken wing on a video and they try and fix that Often, the fault that you see is there making you functional. If you take that fault out, they did it worse because what goes before it doesn't allow for that to come out, basically. Lee Westwood got the number one in the world with that chicken. Yeah, 100%. And Lee's, but Lee can't straighten his lead arm, can he? Lee's yeah. got an issue, I think, with his lead arm. Oh, but a great, I never knew yeah, that. Yeah, but a great hmm. example of someone with a very collapse lead arm but it's and again if it is an issue with his lead arm which i'm pretty sure i read it was so i mean it, it's happened before he swung because the, the chicken wing is not it. a the chicken wing is not a move you're you're, you're going to teach to many players is it no no it's it's one of those it's one of those moves that if you come with that and you're functional you think oh, i'm going to leave that alone yeah <laughs> you're never going to put it right. in 
Yes. Let me just, yeah, let me just add this chicken wing in and see what happens. It is yeah. my least favorite looking move. I'd, I'd yeah. rather watch just about anything else in the golf swing other than the deal chicken wing. And, and Jordan Spieth's a bit that way as well, is he not? I think pretty much Jordan yeah, yeah, Spieth a little gets bit. a little bit that way. Doesn't yeah. he do some funky pre-shot moves? It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. I'm just yeah. like, oh, what's this going to do? Yeah, yeah. And, and you see people trying to preempt things in their intention. I mean, I know Justin Rose is a great example. One mm. just at the weekend. Um, he's got his downswing pump drill. I don't know if he's still using it. He used it for a long time where he's obviously trying to preempt a certain feel, but he's doing it like before. It's it's the try and influence movements. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's not trying to get in those extreme movements when he's swinging the club because it's a it dig for England, like his club would bury into the ground, but he's trying well, to exaggerate. I'm sure, I'm sure Lou has the Tiger Woods video with the butt back uh, on permanent reel at, <laughs> at home. Do you, Lou? Have you seen that one where he goes, <laughs> he goes down and he sticks his butt way back? He doesn't swing anything like that, but yeah. it's yeah. just that, you know, yeah, I've really seen hard. those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We call so, that activating the glutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do, do we? Yeah. <laughs> Full glutes activation. <laughs> you, you and Tiger. <laughs> yeah. So, Greg, you sound a little bit scared to be that active before you hit the ball. When I was talking about my stumping around, it's something you've obviously thought about or seen, um, and then, but you don't feel like you could be as precise maybe doing it that way yeah, in tournament golf. Um, I. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I reached a point on Sunday, I just played last week in a tournament, uh, the Pebble Beach tournament, and I reached a point where I'm like, I'm just going to try smash it. And I hit one awesome. Yeah, crushed it. And then that's... the next one nearly went out of bounds. <laughs> um, but, that, yes. that's the, but that's the problem with those kind of movements is that people run away very quickly. Well, one bad problem. move. Yeah, no, and here's the problem. I, it's my first sort of foray into you know, taking what I would call just an absolute smash kind of feeling out of the golf course. And if, if I if I did a bucket load more of that, um, the two times I've done it now, one was Dominican Republic and my first tee shot did go out of bounds. And then, <laughs> and then this. <laughs> when, when it costs me thousands of dollars, I get a little twitchy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's um, it's definitely something that the, the move you're talking about there, like power generation and, and being and what sounds like to me, uh, I know when I do exercise in the gym and I do some speed work, I actually feel more efficient in some cases trying to find the balance when I'm moving fast, yeah. faster. Uh, yeah. So I, I get what you're saying totally. And and I I understand that I probably need to be doing more of that as I get older so I can slow down, slow down yeah. you know, and, yeah. and maintain competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would be interesting to get you on like a 3D plate and see – what you're doing prior and how you're using the forces. I mean, the biggest thing that changed, there was lots of things that changed my speed, but certainly what changed my downswing and then in turn my speed was my 3D plate and seeing just how inefficient the forces I was, I was using plenty of force. It just was coming out at the wrong time. I wasn't getting on the ball. 
I've actually, it's actually on the books, Mark. I'm doing Good. that. I, I, I reached out to Dr. Scott Lynn after watching one of your oh, videos. Oh, fantastic. Are you nice. going to the garage? We're, 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 yeah, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to find a machine, and we're going to hopefully, and we're going to hook up it and uh, see if we can get it done. So yeah, perfect. Um, That'll be great. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll keep you posted, and I'll be. I've got to do it before we get our driving competition going. So yes, going. Yeah. exactly. I'm getting quick at the minute as well. I'm I'm, I'm very close to putting in my first batch of ten. So I'll let you know when I'm ready for oh, that. Oh yeah, I, I well, still no. need. I, okay, all right, yep. We have Go to plan that on. out. You can't just get started. We have yeah, to plan like, that you, out. You, you said you weren't going to just like, I'm going to do 100 batches of 10 <laughs> just in the off chance of pick the best. <laughs> I just had to get all that club testing done because every manufacturer released a million clubs and I had to get all that done and that's kind of calming down so I've got a bit of time to think about me and my action and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um I'm ready for the test too, just so you know. I, I'm, As in I'm gonna, looking I'm, at the data. I'm I'm gonna dip my toe into these waters. <laughs> oh, Lou's coming in. I'm gonna dip my toe into these waters. You, you guys you you guys are over there and just um how can I describe this? You're both kind of sitting on the curveball and I'm just gonna be bringing the heat. That's all <laughs> Is that I'm gonna how it works? Yeah. <laughs> I like I like this fighting talk. I like yeah. this fighting talk. So, so what do you think about that then, Lou? For you listening to me say about how early things need to happen, is that something you were aware of or not for your swing? Because like, basically the other thing I find is that the less of the skill golfer generally, like things happen really late for them. So you tell them to do something and it's like it happens as they're walking out the door after the lesson almost. Do you know what I mean? Um, sure. Does, for you, do, have you thought about changing things that happen on the way down by going way earlier? Um, yeah, I, I learned that, um, the downswing is, is impacted by all of the things leading up to it. And, it, yeah. and it's hard to get yourself into a certain spot, into a certain position, and then just, and, and then alter your downswing from there. The, the one thing that was really interesting for me in my swing is, um, I was surprised at how much, and I'm just talking about the way the club looked, you know, you talked about that line and if the club's yeah. under the line um is where where you're trying to be um i was surprised at how much wrist angles impacted that for me um and how much extension i sort of had at the top and what that does to the club as opposed to you know so dj would be in full flexion the other way yeah. extension is if you go the opposite opposite way so dj bowing his wrist as much as he does i was doing the opposite of that and if you yeah. just take a club and go to the top of your backswing and change your wrist angles drastically, you can see how much it moves where that club is um, pretty significantly. And, and so those wrist angles, um, changing those or moving towards changing those, working on things that would change those has helped my backswing and, and what I'm doing for sure. And, and the other thing that's really helped me which was surprising. I, I don't know if, if this is just dumb luck or if it makes any sense at all, but I struggle with heel strikes and I will <laughs> occasionally put something down extremely close to the ball, um, and, which will force me to miss this object and I will hit it way out on the toe, um, intentionally hit it way out on the toe. But when I would film myself doing that, the toe strikes, the backswing was significantly different than a normal swing. Right. Um, for the toe strikes. Why is that? 
it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because basically you're proving for yourself my point. You you're you're changing impact by doing something before you've even swung the club. You put something in the way. Yeah. Basically. So that thing in the way makes you reorder how things happen, which is basically that's one of the best ways of changing stuff for people. Again, the earlier you can grab it, the better. Now, why do you hit it? More out the toe, did you say, when you put something there? Yeah, I intentionally try to hit it way off the toe to try to move away from hitting it on the, the heel. Box. So I'm intentionally trying to strike the toe, I mean, end of the club, yeah, way yeah. out on the toe. I mean, I your your <laughs> movement pattern, when I first saw your action, I would have guessed, if I didn't say it, I would have guessed that shanks are something. I, that is one, when I see your movement pattern, it's the first question I ask. Do you shank it? And guess, oh, what yeah. the, guess, guess what the answer is? When people, I love asking that question to people <laughs> in lessons because I say, I see a movement pattern. I say, do you ever shank it? Like, do you struggle with shanks? And they go, no, not really. I don't have many. <laughs> I <always laughs> have many. Said, if someone said, do I shank? I mean, I can't remember the last shank I ever hit, ever. What? Like, I just can't remember it. I don't Greg? hit shanks. I shanked one on the range last week. Did you with a wedge or a full club? Uh, full club. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah. you're it's, a heavy drawer, not... though. You do like to get drawery, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's not um, that pattern. Sometimes it's not comfy. It's not something I like. I, I took a little break and went and did something else. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally scarring, you know. I was like, oh. I got a lot of holes for that shot. Doesn't but that work. you you must have yeah you that you must have not hit one years before that or it was Is, probably a couple of years. Uh, yeah. I, I played with pros who've gone through it. Uh, buddy yeah, of mine yeah. went through it, and it could just pop up at any moment with a wedge in his hand. Wedge um, is common when people say it's because that's the next question it leads on to. Do you do you struggle with a few shanks? Uh, not many. Full shots or wedges? If they say wedges, I I just think oh, everyone can shank a wedge a little bit. You stand up right, it swings a bit more upright. You don't concentrate. Easy club. Maybe hitting a lot of wedges on the range, bang, shank one. Fine. I don't lose sleep over that. Full club. If they say, oh, yeah, I hit a few, then I'm like, okay, this this is something that needs thinking about. Um, I, I, I need to end this combat. This is getting easy for me. <laughs> like this. Wait, this is my wheelhouse, baby. <laughs> Come on, yeah. let's keep going. I just don't like talking about this at all. I've got something coming up in a few weeks, and I yeah, don't want to yeah. know about it. <laughs> but for you, Lou, there's like there. To be fair, there isn't enough studies done into shanking. Your your movement pattern does encourage shanks. I always think it's really interesting. So. I've done some tests with a few other people where we move the center of gravity on the club. Okay, so what in effect, think about moving the sweet spot. We've moved the sweet, well, same club, one club, but we moved the sweet spot from the middle, let's say geometric middle, a bit more out to the toe, a bit more into the middle. They give me a club, okay? They don't tell me where they've moved the sweet spot to, so where they've moved the center of gravity to, and I find it. So basically what that leads me to think is I'm not swinging a golf club I'm swinging a center of gravity. I can, I'm just, cause I can't see the face as it moves around my head. It's blurry as it comes through to the ball. I'm not visually lining that up. I am swinging a center of gravity. So if I pick up my water bottle that's in my hands here, you can hear my water bottle there. I will work out like you would, where's the best, well, I'm not going to hit it with the tip end here. If I do it a ball that the, the screw at the top's not going to be as strong as where the water collects at the bottom. I'm, my sweet spot, I reckon, of this water bottle is about where I'm tapping. So they can see where I'm pointing, kind of midway low. And that'll move, subject to how much water I've got in there. So I'll give you this full. 
half empty or, empty or nearly empty at the bottom, you all would work out, you two would work out where the best place is to whack a ball with it. It's just some people, you give them a golf club, they obviously don't feel that bit. They can't feel, I hate this term, the weight of the club, like where the weight is, basically where the centre of gravity is. And I would love to know more why they can't feel that and see if you could get them tuning into it. Because you you just move, and this isn't just me, I've done it with other good players and other medium players, and it, it wasn't always handicapped. It was a real small data set, but it wasn't always handicap specific. Some average golfers would find the sweet spot, like they would find, you don't tell them, they would just find it. And others, um, or mainly the good players would find it. So I think you, I think you're the one that gave me this Mark. Um, and I've tried this and I'm guessing you're both really good at this. Take a golf, take an iron, um, and look at, hold it out in front of you, horizontal to the ground, looking at the club head where the toes pointing up Yeah. and now close your eyes and twist it around for five or 10 seconds and try to get the club. So the toe is pointing again to the sky. Yeah. I do that. I it's it's like and I think it feels like it's pointing to the sky and it's it's all over the place. It, yeah, it's so not that even amazes repeatable. me. That amazes yeah. me. I think you should be able to find no, somewhere near. I'm that. horrible at that. I'm horrible at it. That makes sense. Yeah. What I described, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing yeah. you're going to be really good at it. I'll, yeah. I've never Try tried it. it so Next I'm, time, I'm going to give it a give it a run here tonight. But are you talking about though? Like you change your grip on the club, like you just run no, like this, look, like this, yeah, look. Like, like this. So he I'm, holds I'm it out in front of up. him, look, and he just spins it round. I hold eyes it closed. up like this, yeah. and then I I close my eyes and I spin it. And I try oh. to get it to, to to point straight up at the sky again. Okay, all and right. I'm horrific at it. Like it, it's all over the place. Oh, I'm uh, giving that yeah. a run. I'm and I was practicing it for a while, like... trying to get good at it, um, and it just was a, a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. So yeah, failure. it's interesting. But some people can, they are just feeling the center of gravity. They're not feeling a toe, a heel, a middle. They're just feeling like a, because the, the center of gravity is basically like a ball. It's just like a blob. Um, and they're obviously feeling that, but some people aren't, which is where then the shanks come through. Those, so, be, those people are way harder to change downswings on as well. Before harder. we wrap up, is there, you know, is there a 30 second best backswing drill you could, you could give to people? Does, does such a drill exist? That no, would I wish um, was. be appropriate for downswing you know, drill. Or yeah, backswing, backswing to fix the downswing or downswing. You said backswing, yeah. Downswing yeah sorry, drill. yeah, down downswing drill. Sorry, downswing there, drill. There isn't really because it's subject to what your issues are. I mean, there are some good downswing drills for trying to move low point. Those kind of ideas. I like getting people hitting shots, quite full shots with their feet close together. Full turn, still trying to turn that, gets them trying to go a little bit more down and up into the ball, so using more vertical force. One of the things I notice when we look at lots of amateur golfers, everyday golfers of mixed handicaps, vertical force, getting that vertical force out early enough, they're rubbish at it. They're so bad. So again, to make that less complicated, think if Justin Thomas is in the air when he hits the ball, so he's got his vertical force out prior to hitting the ball, uh, and it's all getting onto the ball, hence he smashes it miles. Um, loads of amateurs are like still pushing into the ground as they hit the ball. They're not out of the ground at all. That causes general rule. Again, you can see people who are good at it, but generalization, uh, really fluffy strikes, bad low point control, bad strikes, um, and not much speed, like really slow speed, stodgy downswing. Is Greg's um, divot drill good to There's work on? It's a perfect drill. 
that yeah, scares no. me to dip it to. Like, you're going to get chucked off at every range you go to, doing that. Unless, you've got, a, yeah, unless yeah. you've got a PGA Tour card where those boys could just do, he, run, he runs off with drivers, he takes as many divots as he yeah. can. Can you imagine the member guest? There's like 150 people just yeah. lacing 50 divots yeah. out there. That, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to, I, yeah. I want someone to film themselves doing that for me on Twitter and then just get, when the person, and the security guard comes over, just say, "Well, Greg Chalmers, PJ, took number nearly number one, Greg in the world, told me to do this. I, I want that video. I want to see them explaining it's, that. It's a, it's, it's got to be done. I reckon everyone <laughs> should be doing it daily. Yeah. There you go. Downswing, changing your downswing is tough, and often it's a product of what went before. Which again, I think the whole team would agree. Getting some professional help with your golf swing is always good. You will see things on camera. You will see things if you've got home launch monitors." But the reason you see those things, that's the result of. That's the after the equal sign of an equation. There you go, Luke. I bet that's making Luke Boom. really excited. There you go. I like you see, that. That's quite good, isn't it? You see? Yeah. That's a little math in there. Equals, <laughs> if it equals 24, you're seeing 24, but you've got no idea of the sum before it. But you're going, 24 is not right, is it? Well, <laughs> hang on. You don't know what the sum before is. So it's always what happens before it. I thought I'd finish on that for you, Lee. A little math. I equation. like it. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Thanks welcome. for making me feel a little better after calling me a delicate flower. <laughs> yeah. um. There we go. Good luck with your downswings, everybody. Um, look forward to catching you in the next podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to subscribe, hit the like button, as always, and we'll catch you in the next episode.